This American Life, titled Say Yes to Christmas, the host Ira Glass opened the show highlighting the contrast between the way children and adults anticipate the Christmas holiday. This is the latest episode if you're a regular listener. And Ira Glass notes that when you're a kid and you wake up Christmas morning, what makes Christmas feel so magical is the sense that it will all be amazing. The world is full of possibilities and anything, anything can happen. That thrilling feeling of anything can happen is what's so hard to hold on to as we grow up and become adults. And so he continues to say that many adults at Christmas try to recreate the same Christmas year after year with the same everything, everything over and over. So that as we grow up, Christmas becomes the opposite of anything can happen. Does this sound familiar? This is my growing up, no offense to my mom. But it is like a little time capsule when I go back home. Tree and the presents, the lights, the decorations, they're all in the same place. And it's hard to tell if you don't date pictures what year it is. Which got me thinking, why is that? Why do we grown-ups do this? And I think it's because we as adults... We do know that anything can happen at Christmas, as well as other times of the year, and that sometimes what happens is not always thrilling and wonderful. Tragedies of all kinds can and do happen in the midst of holiday festivities. And as we age, we accumulate these less than joyful experiences and blend them with our childhood memories of magic and the wonder of Christmas lights and smells and sounds and really good food. And so it seems like if we can recreate our best childhood Christmas memories, then we can say yes to Christmas. That is just like the best of all we remember. But I think going back into the past to create a nostalgic patchwork Christmas quilt of memories, I think that means we're not really connected to here and now or to any time or place that's present. And so it's a great thing that we get to hear the same story every year over and over that's very much connected to a time and place. And so perhaps staying connected to where we are right now and listening for the ways that the story of God connects to where we are right now is the way that we as adults who are always somebody's baby, we're all children at heart, we might revive our sense of wonder that anything can happen, which of course is true when God is the one telling the story. And so Luke, our storyteller, begins his story of God's story with these words, in those days. 
which means the events of those days are to be understood as a fulfillment of Scripture, particularly the words from the prophet Isaiah about a child being born for us whose vocation includes wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, and whose birth by a young woman will be the sign to the people that Emmanuel, God is with us, has finally arrived. The Hebrew scriptures form a landscape for telling this story, suggesting that what's happening now, as Luke tells it, with the Emperor Augustus issuing his decree and the whole world having to move because Rome said so, this is all in continuity with God's activity since the beginning of time. For God has been here before, Luke wants us to know. And God's people have been here before. This territory is not alien, but it is known to God and to God's people. Because God's people have been on the move ever since God told Abraham, go and I'll tell you when to stop. You'll go to the place that I send you. And God has been accompanying the people on their journey ever since. So in those days, says that as God was in those days, so God is faithful and active and present in these days. But also, since Luke is a master storyteller, in those days also means, literarily speaking, to be like the days that came before this story in Luke chapter 1. These are the days when an old priest named Zechariah became mute, and his wife Elizabeth, advanced in years, conceived and bore a son that they named John. And John was filled with the Holy Spirit and the power of Elijah to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. These were the days when a young woman engaged to be married received a visit from an angel who called her blessed and favored by God and who would also conceive and bear a son she would name Jesus, who will be great and be called Son of the Most High, whose kingdom would have no end. These are the days when proof that anything can happen comes according to the nine-month timetable of pregnancy of an old woman who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. So, in those days is a code, meaning a time of beginning, right in the middle of life, right in the middle of things. The census may be called, illness may show up, tragedies may claim the lives of loved ones, wars may be declared, the economy may fall into a recession, but in the midst of it all, God arrives. And so there is still a place where hope is shared and new beginnings are possible. As we are met in this story by in these days, 
the question for us, especially tonight, becomes, well, where did you begin? Where did the story of you begin? Did you begin at your birth? Or did you begin further back in history because you're part of a long line of hopes and dreams and prayers? Did your life begin in the new world? Are you part of one of the great migrations of people across this planet? Were you forcibly brought here in chains? Did you come seeking liberation? Maybe you began the day of the great awakening of your mind, or the day you met your soulmate and started living for each other. Some of you began the day you got clean and sober for good. In these days, these broken and beautiful and unsure kind of days, the hopeful word of new birth and the promise of a new beginning are heard in the angel's song and in the shepherd's awestruck wonder. So when we are desperate for a new beginning, we have a story in these days. We have a creating and recreating God who shapes chaos into loveliness. For remember, there's not one beginning in the Bible. Creation stories abound. There's Genesis 1, Genesis 2, the Psalms, the resurrection stories, the stories of baptism and healing in every gospel. All witness to the fact that there is no disorder that the love of God cannot remake, no mess that God's love cannot turn into a thing of beauty. As the scripture testifies, beginnings and new birth happen every day. And now, as then, beginnings happen in a world that is broken. As the author and poet Madeline Lingle has written, God did not wait until the world was ready. God did not wait for the perfect time. God came when the need was deep and great. In this Christmas story, we are ushered into the life of Jesus. And in his life and ministry, we see him raising the lowly to high places, filling the hungry with good things, and being mindful of the mercy longed promised to his people. So hear what the story of God might be saying to you, blessing you ahead of time with renewed hope and peace and joy, waiting in the wings for you this season to arrive at just the right moment. For the breakthrough of God is still happening in those days, in these days, and the days to come. It's happening in the midst of the dark night of the soul when no one can see clearly and fears are magnified. God is always creating in the darkness of the womb of this world. So have courage 
to trust that the story is not done, that anything can happen, that the author of time is still at work in you and in our world. Don't be afraid. For see, you are called to bear the Son of God, who will bring great joy and gladness, change and transformation beyond your most faithful imaginations. May we proclaim the good news that we have heard and seen, that in amazing grace we were created. In mercies new every morning we are sustained. And in the unending love of God we will be held forever and ever for the living of these days and all the days to come. Amen.